Hey everyone, it's Selwa. Hi guys, it's Laiba. We are two college friends and your hosts on Couple of Buds Ready to Bloom. This podcast is where we have unfiltered conversations about our cultural and religious upbringings, how it has shaped us, and lessons we've learned along the way. Follow our Instagram at Couple of Buds Ready to Bloom for weekly updates and more information about how you can participate in our episodes. Happy Ramadan, everyone. We got some exciting news. Couple of Buds is now streaming on all platforms. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Titan Radio. The links are posted on our Instagram at Couple of Buds Ready to Bloom. And all of these links can be found in our link tree, linked in our bio on our Instagram. This is now our second Ramadan during COVID, and we have found ways to keep it just as, if not more, special and spiritual for us all. We are so excited for this blessed month, so we're going to share how we prepare for Ramadan and personal goals we hope to reach by the end of this month. Yeah, for all of our listeners out there who are not Muslim and don't know what Ramadan is, Ramadan is the month in which all Muslims fast from sunrise to sunset. In this month, we believe that shaitan, or Satan, is locked up, the doors of heaven are opened, and God showers us with an abundance of blessings and mercy. So let's jump right in. How do we each prepare for Ramadan? And I think this is a very important question to kind of discuss because, you know, Ramadan just doesn't happen like this. We do have to mentally kind of shift and physically sometimes prepare for this month as well. So Selva, how do you personally prepare for Ramadan? Yeah, for me, I feel like I mentally prepare for Ramadan more so where I'm like, okay, it's coming up, it's coming up in like a few weeks, few days. Um, And, you know, I make up the days that I've missed last Ramadan. And I kind of like, it sounds like I anticipate like less food. I get ready for like, eating less like maybe like a few days before Ramadan I'll like stop snacking and just like you know kind of like consume less so that's like how I mentally prepare for Ramadan but the other preparations that we do around the house like decorations cleaning it's so exciting we decorate our house every single Ramadan with like beautiful streamers and these star lights and we take family pictures and my mom like edits them into like holiday cards and sends them out to people so it's really fun and we really feel that Ramadan spirit and you know we're excited and getting ready um, before Ramadan comes so what about you Laiba how do you immensely prepare for that You know what? I think the biggest thing for me is a shift in mindset. I think that's the biggest thing Mm -hmm. we all have to do is kind of mentally think about past Ramadans, how we can improve on that, um, personally for me. And then also just knowing that I need to cut down on my tea, my caffeine intake, so that I'm not having headaches throughout the day because of my caffeine intake um, being cut down so rapidly. So that's something how I how mentally prepare. I feel like like for the first day of Ramadan, I think it always takes the first day to really feel like I'm it Ramadan has begun. But I think that there's always that 
that feeling in the air I don't know how to describe it but it's something in the air and I just kind of feel it and I'm like it is Ramadan and I think that starts the first night um during suhoor time when I wake up um and you know it's it's a different schedule I kind of have to rearrange my schedule mentally as well as um physically in order to kind of accommodate for fasting mm-hmm. yeah I totally feel that and you're right it really is in the air and like all these scholars that I see online, like all these Muslim scholars, like they have little like Ramadan messages and you know, everyone's like posting about Ramadan and you just like really feel the spirit of Ramadan. It's so exciting. Um, But yeah, Ramadan definitely takes a toll on like your sleeping schedule. So you have to like rearrange that. So how how, how are you like during suhoor? Oh my God. Um, don't even get me started. It's, yes. it's my whole circadian rhythm basically changes, right? So mm-hmm. I get up for Sahur. I'm a zombie. I'm not happy. I'm actually pretty, um, like, <laughs> I'm very angry, short tempered. Um, and I, my, my goal always during Sahur is just eat, eat, I, I'm not someone that can eat much during suhoor personally. I know there's people mm-hmm. that will have a full-on meal. I cannot do that at all. Um, I'll, either, I'll either eat something left over from the night before. I try to have something that's not salty, so I'm not that thirsty throughout the day. Um, but I'm definitely mm-hmm. drinking more water, as much water as I can during suhoor. And I have, um, we have... Um, what I like to eat during suhoor and what's easiest for me to get down and keep down is um, it's basically, I guess you could kind of call it like a Pakistani cereal. Um, it's Savanya mm-hmm. is, is what I call it. They are, um, it uses basically vermicelli noodles are really thin noodles, but it's sweet. So it's basically like soak them in milk overnight and a little bit of sugar. Um, and then <gasps> by the time I wake up for suhoor, it's like basically a cereal. Oh my um, god, I eat that too. No way. But we, yeah, but it's not like like a cereal cereal. It's more like like thicker. We yeah. call it um sharia. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. just found out something new that's about so it. Funny. Yeah, and for me, that's the easiest thing to get down and water. Um, I mm. cannot. My my siblings, my mom will have an egg. Sometimes I'll wake up and feel extra hungry and I'll be like, okay, I feel like eating an egg, but most of the time I can't do that. So mm-hmm. that's how I'm like during suhoor. If you get any, I try to keep my phone off during suhoor, but if for some reason I turn my phone on um, and you get a text from me, it'll probably be a very delusional, like, out of, <laughs> like does it make sense text, but uh, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. I, my, I can't imagine goal. like how out of it. We all are during that time. Oh but yeah, God. I just remember for those who don't know what sahur is, sahur is like an early, early morning type, almost like breakfast that we eat to prepare for our fast um, that we'll do during the day until sunset. And we wake up at like, what, like three something, four something in the morning and eat. Mm-hmm. And at that time I'm not hungry at all like I just oh. want to go back to sleep yes. I'm like what am I doing right now <laughs> but I wake up I like wash my face I'm like okay I feel a little bit better now that I've washed my face <laughs> and, and I usually eat like a quick 
meal like nothing too fancy nothing that takes like a lot of preparation I think I mostly stick to like sandwiches just because they're so easy um you know it's like toasted bread get some cream cheese or peanut butter peanut butter has more protein and like keeps you um you know satisfied longer but yeah I mean there's a time where like I I spent Ramadan with my cousins like a few years ago and we would all wake up for sahur and I would actually microwave like food and eat and I'm just like I can't do that now that's too much <laughs> too much effort I'm like now especially like if I wake up like 10 minutes before it's time to pray and like and then we can't eat anymore I'm scrambling for something to eat I'm just like grabbing whatever um like eating a yogurt a sandwich um but yeah <laughs> so food. I don't know what it is about that time I feel like just because everyone is so dead tired and so <laughs> out of it yeah literally everything is so much funnier in the morning and like when I wake up and I see my sister's face <laughs> there's something about just sitting at the dining table in the middle of the night and just everybody looks so out of it and like in the middle of sleep that like if someone like not even me like if someone on from the outside were to just like see us during suhoor time like everybody would be laughing their butts off I kid you not it's hilarious I literally spent suhoor staring at my brother and just laughing every like every couple of minutes like I couldn't stand his face yeah we look so so crazy so funny um everybody's hair is all over the place oh my god yeah (laughs) everybody's under eye circles like frowny faces their eyes are not even open all the way they're like squinting and just like eating food like you just (laughs) (laughs) it's like we're just in the like we just or in the middle of sleep eating like that's literally what it feels like I can't even process the food I'm eating because I'm so out of it (laughs) exactly and so as we're recording this now tomorrow will be the first day of Ramadan and we're actually going to be waking up tonight to eat suhoor and then fast for tomorrow Mm -hmm. so I'm excited for that and by the time this will air mm -hmm. which is this Friday it will be the fourth day of Ramadan I believe Mm -hmm. so we'll be in four days we'll hopefully get into the schedule of things Um, it always takes a couple days to get used to it but I think Mm -hmm. it's always worth that and I think something that I forgot to mention as well is how we physically how I physically prepare for Ramadan um what we usually do I mean, there's not much physical preparation that goes into it in my household. It's mostly buying um, dates to break fast with um, and just the staple um, classic cultural foods or drinks. We drink um, ruafsa during um, iftar time with a date, basically just um, it's a rose syrup. Um, It's very sugary. It's very refreshing. So people drink it with milk or water. I'm a water person. I just like the way it, it tastes with water. Um, but have you ever had bento? Yes, I actually last Ramadan yeah. was my first Ramadan that my parents bought vimto. And I had never had vimto in my life before. 
and I tried it with water. It didn't satisfy my taste buds. So I I drank it with carbonated water and it basically mm-hmm. just kind of tasted like a variant of Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even know how to describe them though. I've, I've been scarred. Okay. <laughs> I've had it when I was really young. Like my parents, they bought Vimto. I was probably like, I don't even know, like eight something. I don't know. But and me and my sister were like, oh, let's, let's drink some Vimto. And we poured it straight out the bottle and we didn't dilute it at all. We didn't know you were supposed to dilute it. <laughs> no, it's a syrup. So we, drink, we drink straight up undiluted Vimto. And it was the nastiest thing. It was so sweet and so like, like overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. It it's like throat. drinking straight up like syrup. Yeah. And yeah. I could not drink it ever since. Like I saw my cousins, they were like pour, pouring water in it. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, why are you pouring water in Vimto? And they're like, that's what you're supposed to do. And I was just like, no way. <laughs> like, oh no. I, I can't drink Vimto ever again because of this. I was just like, that one experience has led to an aversion. But that's like a staple, like Ramadan drink. I know a lot of um, Arab households have it too. We've also been stocking up on, on oh my, I was saying stocking up on Ramadan. I mean, stocking up on sambusas. What's that? Egg rolls. It's like samosas. Okay, okay. Yeah, was, like the you translated yeah. it right perfectly for me. Yeah, yeah samosas are like the mm-hmm. staple. And egg rolls, we've been making them. Egg rolls, yes. And it's so good. Like, I already know by the end of Ramadan, I'm going to be sick of them. <laughs> but for now, they're amazing. The thing is, I tell myself every Ramadan, and I fail every Ramadan, is I tell myself no fried fruit, fried food, mm-hmm. because I know how <laughs> unhealthy it could get. But um, I fail every Ramadan because there's just something about um, – fried food during iftar it just hits mm-hmm. different yes it really does and literally okay Ramadan's one month L- cancel fried food the rest of the year but Ramadan give yourself an exception you just need it during Ramadan yeah just it's just it's just a part of a lot of our cultures to begin with so yeah. it's kind of hard to mm-hmm. avoid anyways to so just accept it <laughs> just accept it <laughs> exactly it's inevitable it's inevitable. Someone's going to send you food. Someone, Your mom's going to make it. Somehow mm-hmm. you will get fried food served to you. And you have and it to will be it. there. And you'll eat it. And it you'll tends. enjoy it. Yes. You won't regret it because you're already fasting. So you give yourself a little break at the end of the day. And you're like, let me eat some unhealthy stuff. Along with healthy mm-hmm. stuff, I think watermelon always hits different during <gasps> Ramadan as well. Um, I oh, love love. So right love to have watermelon dur- during suhoor or, or after iftar after dinner because watermelon is a f- like a fruit but it also has so much water in it that it's easier to just like intake I don't know what it is mm-hmm. but it just watermelon and ramadan they go hand in hand for me exactly I didn't know that like for some reason I thought it was just like my family but that's so cool yeah literally for if thought we'll like cut some like fresh watermelon and then if we have leftovers 
I'll eat that for suhoor and like other stuff. But it's so good. It's so hydrating and really, really. You really have good. to refrigerate it. It has to be cold. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> okay, we're on the same wavelength <laughs> right now. I'm enjoying these vibes. <laughs> I'm very much enjoying these vibes. Yes, fried food, watermelon are staples at the dinner table during iftar. Also, dates. I have discovered something to eat with a date. If you are not a date person, try this. Put Cut your date in half, pit the seed out, put butter in it, and then eat it filled with butter. It's like a salty, sweet, it again, it, it, satisfy, it satisfies a different part of you after not eating a whole day. So if you're someone that wants to jump straight to the salty and they don't like to eat dates, I highly recommend butter inside of your date. There's also, um, I, it's like the, the crema, like the, the, um, the cream that a lot of people put with strawberries. I put that in dates and that also tastes so like milky and like, it fulfills you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like a little, like a little popper. You just like pretty much little, little snack. Pretty much. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I I forgot about dates. It's so funny because it's such a big part of Ramadan. But my family has been getting dates. Like we now we like keep dates like year round. Like not just for Ramadan. So I like <laughs> totally forgot about it. Yeah, but that's definitely a staple. And, like, I feel like dates is really something that you just eat on a regular basis. A lot of people just keep it for Ramadan. Like, now that we've been getting it a lot, I've kind of, like, it's really good. I mean, I've always liked it, but, like, dates really hit. I don't understand. Like, people who don't like it, like, you should try it again. Like, with Liba said, with her tips. Or just try it if you haven't before, but they're pretty good. Yeah really really good highly recommend two new recipes to try sprinkle some um diced up pistachios on top if you Mm -hmm. want some nuts in your system that's that's a way to to spice it up my dad actually brought a whole box of these like filled dates from dubai when he went once and i think those are the best dates that i've ever had something about like the way they filled them they had nuts in them it was different different kinds of of dates but they were all filled with something different like a cream or some kind of filling with like nuts sprinkled on top that was also very fulfilling so if you know how to make that you i'm sure you can search it up on google as well try that as well go go out of your way find some new date recipes incorporate it fancy oh my god it's very fancy plus it's a sunnah so mm-hmm. why so not eat those dates they're eat good those dates. break your fast with a date Ooh, you know it's also a staple at least like with my family what rice pudding so good have you had rice pudding before yes I have and you know what that's a very good idea because I love rice pudding it because here's the thing chia seeds basil seeds and Mm -hmm. rice and and lentils they all go in and they expand so they keep you fulfilled for a longer time so rice pudding I think is a very good idea I'm gonna have to implement that this Mm -hmm. for sure I forgot how good rice pudding could be yeah that's like a dessert that we only make during Ramadan (laughs) and it's um it's totally on my dessert menu for this this month 
It's so good. My mom, she makes it so good. With like, she sprinkles some like almonds, cinnamon. It's delicious. So if you guys have anything against rice pudding or haven't tried it, you should try it again and tell me what you think. <laughs> My DMs are open. Um, but yeah, oh yeah, so speaking of like iftar and like all the food that we eat, do you know how frustrating it is when you've been fasting like all day and you see all this food in front of you and you get full after like two bites? <laughs> Does that happen yeah. to you? Yeah, that's why I have a tendency to kind of, I'm someone even when I don't fast throughout the day, I don't eat much. I eat small I eat a small portion in often increments. I snack a lot mm-hmm. instead of having one big meal at a time. That's just how my system works. So that that's what sucks about iftar for me is that like I have all this food and I'm really hungry, but I'm not able to eat it because my body just it doesn't function like that. So what I'll do is I'll have a little bit of iftar, I'll have my dinner, and then after a dinner a couple hours later because I'm up late mm-hmm. anyways, I'll have a little snack. I'll I have a thing for having dessert after dinner, um, some a little bit of sweet, mm-hmm. even if it's like a piece of chocolate um, or tea, um, which is my kind of caffeine for the day. So I try to try to snack a little after if they're in dinner if I don't eat that much. Yeah, those midnight snack runs are an essential during Ramadan. Now it sucks. You know, you know what's on my bucket list though, and I've seen this. I think this is present in a lot of like Middle Eastern countries where you know Islam is like the main religion. Um, is going out for suhoor. I know people that like will go to well here too. People will go to um, like breakfast places that open up really quickly, or they're open twenty four seven. I don't know if maybe like Denny's or something. And they'll go have suhoor or pancakes outside and then um, like stay up and like watch the sunrise or something and then like go back home and like take a nap and then they like go about their day. And I kind of want to do that. I want to have like a group suhoor because I've never I've always had suhoor with my family and it's fun and all. But we're all again, we're also like dead and like zombie like that. It's not like fun. So I think it would be nice to like go out for suhoor because of like the thought of like going out for suhoor sounds fun like there's something about it yeah making an experience yeah making an yeah kind of motivating yourself too I think it'd be a nice motivation um mm-hmm. to do that it'll be so, like a memorable thing yeah and like pray fedger after mm-hmm. like yeah. maybe at a beach I've always wanted to pray and like me do something at a beach me too me too The only way we can beat the coronavirus pandemic is together. Be sure to wear a face covering and social distance whenever you go out. Stay safe, Titans. So now that we've talked about Suhoor, I think one of the things for each Ramadan that we have is kind of the goals that we're going to set for for ourselves. Um, Ramadan is a very, again, as we've mentioned before, it's a very spiritual month. For us and it's a very uh, a month that we try to get as close to God as we can um, as I said before the doors of heaven are opened so much mercy is showered on us so we really really try to set goals for ourselves and, and Selwa and I 
do have some goals for this Ramadan, so we'll go over them. So well, what are your goals for this Ramadan? So my goals for Ramadan, I want to be more active this month. I feel like during quarantine, I have been sitting around a lot in front of my laptop every single day. So I feel like now I need to move around and, and you know, be active. So I plan to do Pilates in the morning, like right after Sahur, after I eat. I'll do Pilates and stay up, you know, for more active and energy-filled Ramadan. And another one of my goals is that I want to be more mindful, mindful in general of my thoughts and my actions um, and like how I'm feeling. I want to be able to like understand and like be more self-aware so that like, you know, like changes in behavior come around and you know, just being more thoughtful of your actions. And another one of my goals is that I want to take a few classes online, um, like more Islamic classes. I have a membership with uh, Faith Essentials, and they have some really cool classes online um, that I've been meaning to take. Like, I want to learn more about, um, like, the life of the Prophet and, like, the rules in Islam and I just want to go deeper into the religion I want to go past surface level and you know like really learn more this month um, also reading Quran I, I originally had a goal of reading the entire Quran for the whole month but I was like with school and everything I don't know how much I can commit to that so I'm like I know I want to read Quran every day but I'll definitely listen to like a scholar reading the entire Quran during Ramadan. Um, but yeah, definitely reading the Quran and and paying attention to the meaning, like not just reading the Arabic parts, you know, but also doing the tafsir and understanding what God is telling us in the Quran. Um, Oh, and another one of my goals is to read more Islamic books. I have a couple of books at home. There's one called Those Promised Paradise by Noura Durki. Um, and another one called Reclaim Your Heart by Yasmin Mugahid. I've already read some of these books before, but I never finished either of them. And for Those Promised Paradise, it's um, like I've always gone back to it again and again like throughout my childhood but it's always nice to like refresh my memory and you know gain more insight into the companions of the prophet and their relationship like their story and their relationship with Islam and the prophet so I definitely recommend that book you guys should read it you really learn a lot about each individual um, and for Reclaim Your Heart I read a few of the chapters in the book like a couple years ago and it really resonated with me and I have the book now so I want to read it fully and you know see what I can learn from it and you know like reclaim your heart from the world like detach all like the material love and what's holding you onto this world and putting in all your love and like your trust into God so that's something that I really, really, really want to work towards. And this book will help me out with that.
saliva. What are some of your Ramadan goals? Um, you know, one of mine is, again, I think this goes for most people, is reading much more Quran than I do on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And um, again, diving into the meaning of, of each ayah, each surah, um, and memorizing as much as many surahs as they can, the small ones. Um, another one is no music for the whole month. Um, something that I try to do, um, have started to, to do the past couple of Ramadans. Um, I, I realize how much of my empty space or during homework, when I'm doing chores, I fill it with music, cut back on that and maybe listen to a podcast or maybe not listen to anything at all, reflect on my day or something. I definitely sleep less during the day. I think it's okay to take naps. I'm pretty good at not um, sleeping throughout my fast, but I think it's just a goal that I, I keep anyways is to take um, maybe take a short nap after classes just to, to lessen the, the effect of the fast. Um, I am anemic, so I get tired really easily. So a nap is, I mean, I take a nap most days anyways, so it wouldn't be any less different than my normal naps. Um, taking care of myself mentally, I think this month is really something, it's a, very, it's a month that, that everybody should be focusing on themselves a lot. Um, taking care of themselves mentally and physically. Um, And just going along with that, making sure I'm at a very high spiritual level with myself. Um, I also was told by my Quran teacher for this month to make big duas. Um, You know, maybe not my usual small duas that I make, my daily ones. Make make big duas for my big dreams and my big goals. Um, Because this month, again, is special um, it is a month of extra blessings and, and everything. So, you know, dream big and making those big duas, hoping that they will be accepted. Um, if not in this life, when, when in, in Jannah, inshallah. And um, just making duas for the Ummah in general and my family. And I think one other thing that I want to do is um, more charity. I think charity this month is also very, very big um it's a very big thing because one of the reasons we do fast is to be grateful for what we have in our homes what we have in our plates what we have in the fridge we have a roof over our heads we have a fridge full of food um fresh food daily not having to think about what our next meal is going to be so i think it's really really important to really reflect and be grateful and i think that's where charity plays a role um just giving back to those in the community, those that are are less fortunate and helping them out as in any way that you can. I think there's many amazing charities out there that are um, meant for the Ummah. There are food pantries out there that you can help. Um, ask your local mosques um, for, for places that you can go and donate. You can also make, I mean, in COVID, this might be difficult, but making food boxes would be an option. I think in COVID, that's maybe not the best idea, but you can also make care packages for the homeless um, that don't really have either it's packed food, like granola bars, stuff like that, something that's not perishable along with a blanket, um, any staple need that they might need um, throughout their day. So um, charity, I think, is a big one, and I'm really hoping that I can meet that goal this Ramadan, whether it's through um, donating um, as much as I can and just praying for those, um, for our Ummah in general, as well as, the, as those that are suffering around the world. Um, 
so yeah I think I think that kind of sums up my goals yeah you know I actually wanted to add um I I was telling Laba earlier that I attended a virtual like Islamic um event with a bunch of scholars um around America and I'm I don't even know if they're from around the world but at least I've known some in America where they've left some really good points and this one was specifically by Sheikh Mohammed Mendez and he left us with three tips for leaving things to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the first one is your intentions your intentions are the spirit of your actions you only get what you intend so he said to renew your intention to fast every single day and state your reason why so it's not like you're going through the whole 30 days of ramadan like uh, you know like zombie like you're actively knowing why you're fasting and actively renewing that attention um, intention and the second tip he said was to make dua that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removes from your life everything that is preventing you from fulfilling your purpose without any loss to you or harm to others. So he said, before you break your fast, ask Allah to show your life purpose and give you that discipline to fulfill your mission. And I think that's really, really important because like live, like what you were saying that, you know, like make big du'as. And, and I feel like a lot of people don't really think about that. They are a little more into themselves with du'as like they might just make du'as for like I don't know like help me with my next test or like help my family with this you know not really bigger with like the entire world or the entire Muslim community um, and this du'as specifically is about yourself but it's to better your life around you and like take away obstacles from you that are harming you um, you know instead of just thinking um, like today or tomorrow, you know, it's like your entire life. Um, and the third tip that he said was to make a goal for this Ramadan to turn off your screens. And he said to quote unquote fast from the internet <laughs> and like news, social media, he said, especially the last 10 days of Ramadan um, and the last 10 days of Ramadan are really special. Um, so he said, turn off like your phones or social media if you can. And actually, I would like to add that to my goals as well, um, is to spend less time on my phone and less time in front of screens, you know, like not watch. I don't really watch as much TV, but like when you're fasting, you feel like you don't really have much to do. Like once you've finished everything, so you like go to the TV. Um, so I would like to use my time wisely and take breaks from that. Sounds amazing. I think that's another thing. It's a very important thing is disconnecting from social media as much as you can. Mm -hmm. um, and as well as, yeah, your phone, your screen time. It's kind of hard to do over COVID because that is our main form of communication. But, yeah. you know, unnecessary streaming can be lessened for sure. Ramadan as a whole is about nourishing your soul and you know, cleansing yourself spiritually from inside and out. So I feel that it's super important that we focus on, you know, like bettering ourselves this month. 
Your friends at Titan Radio would like to remind you that all Black Lives Matter. The fight to end racism and instill equity at CSUF and across America is nowhere near complete. Please do everything you can to help fight racism in your communities. So now that we've talked about Ramadan, let's kind of jump into the stuff, the day that we all look forward to at the end, Eid. Um, How excited are we for Eid? (laughs) Love it. So excited. Me too. I love dressing up. I love my morning donut that I get on the on yeah. Eid. And um, my morning donut is something I look forward to very much. Um, getting up really early, getting mm-hmm. ready, and just spending time with family. Yeah, for me, like typical Eid day, we like get the entire house ready, like decorate. Or we probably like leave up our Ramadan decorations. Um, and you know, everyone's like so excited. We like have our, we get our Eid clothes ready, like super fancy stuff. And um, we typically spend the day with like our family, like our cousins, aunts, uncles. We like eat, we go, we meet at prayer together and you know like see everyone in the community it's so so nice and super exciting sometimes like some messages that we go to we get the morning donut like you said other places they just had like coffee um but yeah so after prayer we go to like one of our relatives houses and like eat breakfast spend the entire day there have like a water balloon fight or some like other fun activity and we just vibe it's so fun exchange gifts eat candy chocolate it's amazing yes that's for sure um yeah for me a typical eat day is me getting up really early getting ready um outside of covid going to a mosque for prayer after prayer, I take pictures with friends and family yeah. and um, the little breakfast that they always have set up. Um, kids get their goodie bags and their little toys. Um, and let's see, I'm trying to think. And then, yeah, just going home, having breakfast with the family, calling to Texas, calling to Pakistan, um, FaceTiming everyone. Um, taking pictures in our backyard, front yard. What I like to do is the night before Eid, I decorate my house. Um, I have these money, little money pockets that I print out from this website. And that's where we fill all Eid money for my cousins and stuff. And then um, I have, let's see, I have this little banner that I put up as well. Um, these little paper lanterns Mm. that we kind of hang on like this little um, we have these little light up trees to add a little bit of light in our front in our front near our front door our entrance so hang little lanterns on there Um, sometimes last I used we had like a little balloon garland that I made to set up a little photo booth Um, so stuff like that small stuff like that you know it's super fun um I know there's a lot of what, and I really love this. There's a lot of um, party stores out there that are selling Ramadan and Eid decorations. And I think that's super cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love how festive, um, you know, Ramadan and Eid is like, 
and I've seen it a lot on social media people really really go all out and decorate it's so fun to see and yeah like you said party city sells stuff I know Amazon too um, and like a bunch of other places you could find decor and you know just have fun with it I feel like that's also a really fun part about Ramadan is like anticipating it and when you decorate you anticipate and like you know like making all this food and you know making like meal plans it's so exciting and you know helps bring the spirit of Ramadan home 100% it just makes all of the fasts and all of the sacrifices you make during the month worthwhile mm-hmm. yeah and I know that um, you know Ramadan is really really special time but how has last Ramadan which is the first Ramadan that we've had in quarantine how is that compared to the past Ramadans that you've experienced you know it was definitely a change um, past Ramadans we would have um, more you know every weekend someone would be hosting and iftar at their house sometimes it was both days Saturday and Sunday sometimes even Friday um, you know, going to meeting with so many people from the mosque um, and just enjoying iftar with a bunch of people. This Ramadan or this past Ramadan was very isolating. Um, it was more focused on family because that they were the only people we had access to. Um, and yeah, again, it was just very different. Um, Eid was also very different because of it. We, um, you know, weren't able to pray at the mosque, pray Eid prayer at home. Um, but it also was kind of nice because we didn't have to rush out of the house, didn't have to rush back home. It wasn't like we were on a timeline schedule. It was like we more enjoyed and took in the day and really um, spent time with family um, and making quality memories and taking pictures and stuff that I think we'll remember, you know, our, our, our Ramadan and Eid during quarantine is it's definitely going to be memorable to look back upon. Um, and I think fasts were, I guess, easier too, because we weren't physically in school. So there was less like exhaustion, um, stuff like that. So it was definitely different. And I'm, um, I think this Ramadan will be more different than last Ramadan because we're at a stage where we're kind of coming out of the pandemic with the vaccines um, and um, with um, situation getting slightly better everywhere. Um, this Ramadan, and I'm really hoping that Eid prayer, they, they hopefully do something that's like socially distant um, at a big kind of place. Uh, which would be kind of nice, you know, seeing people, I think, on Eid morning is, is my highlight, is seeing everyone together as an ummah praying. It's one of my favorite moments, hearing um, hearing the prayer during Eid. So, um, yeah, it, it's different, definitely a different Ramadan, but each, the our regular Ramadans, this Ramadan and last Ramadan, they all have uh, an, of an air to their own. Yeah, it was definitely a change. I know for me and my family, it was pretty lonely um, because there were times where like when when we used to live in Texas, we would come visit family in California during the summer and we would basically like stay all summer and like spend Ramadan with them. So it, it was weird going from like a full house like that with like everyone buzzing around and like laughter and like everyone like there and like 
last Ramadan being like so quiet and like isolating because we weren't able to see those family or be around other people. It was just our own like family unit. So it was very different. Um, but Alhamdulillah, we still made the most out of it. And, you know, like we spent more time together and doing things together and, um, you know, like trying out new like if thought ideas so it's been fun we were facetiming people um but yeah definitely a change and for Eid last Eid actually um our mosque had a drive-through where they would give the kids like goodie bags and they also had um I think they had pizza and they gave us Krispy Kremes like donuts so it was really nice like at least we got to see people from like outside of our car <laughs> So that gave us like a little sense of community, but I'd say like we had to go out of our way to have that sense of community and like, you know, like contact people and stuff because we were more isolated last Ramadan. Um, but yeah, like you said, I'm hoping that this Ramadan, it's we're going like all out and prayed. Hopefully, hopefully it's in person and we can pray in person I know even like the biggest um like prayer areas that I've seen like some Muslim communities book it's like packed and they're huge so I'm just wondering how they're gonna do things social distance <laughs> um but I'm sure that maybe they can like split times or something I don't know um but it should be interesting to see I'm um, I'm excited and I'm hoping that we have an in-person Eid celebration and Eid prayer because it's really, really fun spending that time with the community. Yeah, I think, I mean, I remember when a couple Eids, they booked out Angel Stadium. Yeah. Pray on the field and it's packed. <laughs> People out in the parking lots. Like that's yeah. how that's how packed it gets. Like the field is full. You have people in the parking lots praying instead. Mm -hmm. So and even yeah. the people who like aren't able to pray, they're like literally on the stands and it's so full. Like there's so many people. It's crazy. And yeah. Wait, I've been to the Anaheim Stadium a couple of times. We probably were at the same place and we didn't know each other then. <laughs> yeah, this was this was a long time ago for me. I I think I only went like once. Um, to Angel Stadium to pray. Yeah, I went a couple times. It's really nice. It is um, fun. It's kind of different because it's like a it. It's kind of like an amusement park in a way. Yeah. Like, oh my god, it's it's a stadium. Like it's kind of cool. Yeah, and I think they had. Um, I don't know if this was like something that the masjid like did on their behalf or what, but like I remember when like a couple times when I went to the Anaheim Stadium for prayer, they actually had like a little, um, like a restaurant, like eating place in the stadium that was like open. And I was just like, people were just there like walking around the stadium or like around like the stadium area and um, just like eating nachos and just like chilling, playing in the playground, the park. And it's fun and like, you know, like you spend that time with the community before you go home and or like uh, have fun with like your other relatives and like cousins, aunts, uncles. So it's a really fun time. That's for sure. 
Um, I also have been to a couple Eid carnivals. Um, those are also really fun because you have so many different vendors um, that are selling jewelry. I think the jewelry and the clothes, the clothes area is my favorite. <laughs> Uh, but you have vendors that are selling food. You have vendors that are selling jewelry, clothing, toys for little kids. You'll have speakers, um, inflatables, some rides or something, depending on where you go. Um, I remember I did go once with my family and my um, extended family. And um, we were there. And it was kind of really heartbreaking to see you had some Islamophobes I, or Islamophobic people that were out rallying against Islam uh, right in the middle of the carnival. And it was really upsetting to see because I was like, oh my God, it's Eid. Like it's, this is our like holiday. This is what we celebrate. Mm -hmm. We only have two holidays a year that we like go full out and celebrate. So it was kind of like heartbreaking to see that. I was like, you know, just let us enjoy our day. Let us be happy. Mm -hmm. This is a day where we, we, you know, we're really happy. So, yeah. um, was this in Texas? No, this wasn't in Texas. This was here. And I think it was, um, oh. I don't know if it was in Anaheim or, but there was like an eighth carnival around in, in Orange County that we went to, I think like a couple years ago, I would mm. say four years ago, maybe three, oh, wow. four years that's ago. Um, but yeah, I almost had tears in my eyes because I was like, that's so like, it was just heartbreaking. Like it's either we're all dressed up, we're all happy and you're out here rallying. They had some disturbing images on their little posters um, mm -hmm. and just anti-Islam hate speech. Yeah, mm -hmm. completely, completely unnecessary. And literally on I'm sure they realized when they went in the middle of a carnival, but Eid, we have two Eids a year and they are like, we go full out and celebrate and, you know, it's a time of celebration and happiness and love. And, you know, that doesn't have any place there. And it, like, it's heartbreaking seeing that and like around little kids and like, kind of like ruining the mood for everybody when it doesn't need to be done like just go home come on so unnecessary you have kids in jumpers and inflatables women looking at stands um you know way to ruin the mood i know i know so hopefully inshallah if our eid celebrations are in person we don't get none of that negative energy you guys can stay away stay in your lane and let us have our fun. Well, that's it for our episode, everyone. Hope you all have a blessed Ramadan. I'm hoping and praying that everyone is healthy and happy during this month. Make sure to make the most of it. Um, that's it for this episode. Thank you all for joining us this evening. Keep us in your prayers and du'as this Ramadan and make sure to make the most of this month, as I said before. Yes, and be sure to follow us and stream our episodes on our all our platforms through the link tree in our Instagram bio, which is at Couple of Buds Ready to Bloom. Bye, y'all.